Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, Stories from School, where we tell each other stories and we learn from listening. All right, welcome to Share Chair. Um, I am sitting, I'm Angel Dean from Grand Haven High School. This is my second Share Chair Podcast of the year, and I am sitting with Madeline Clover. Madeline, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, I am Madeline Clover. I am from Grand Haven, Michigan. I was born and raised here. Um, I actually, my name used to be Brandon Clover. However, over the last summer, I have decided that I am not that. I'm Madeline Clover. Here I am. I love it. Madeline Clover, here I am. That's a great motto, I guess. What led you to this place? Well, it's been years in the coming, but I feel like everything came to a head last year. My mental state last year was awful to say the least and there's just my a lot of my a lot of things in my life just fell apart last year mm-hmm. and I feel like actually I was writing about a memoir last this year about it and the way I word it is that my life burned and I melted in the forge and I was rebuilding oh. myself right now mm-hmm. that's quite a metaphor you were in English 10 last year with me mm-hmm. with in honors English 10 and I remember you as Brandon you were in my class all year long and um, I know that you were having some things going on. It was also COVID and made sense that it would be that way. Over the course of the summer, the melted in the forge, I thought was an interesting metaphor. So in the, over the course of the school year, like what kinds of things led you to that kind of falling apart? Is that uh, something I, you are wanting to talk about at yeah, all? Absolutely. I feel like COVID in a way was a catalyst to a lot of reactions that were waiting to happen. My family situation on my, my mother's side with my stepfather was and has been unstable for years. My, I had just gotten a job over last summer, well, yeah, the summer before that, and I was getting used to how that was going. Um, I was just, a lot of things just came together at once. Mm-hmm. My family so deteriorated, I was working, I was wrestling, I was going through a lot of schoolwork, mm-hmm. and just my mental state got, it just, the way I dealt with things, the way I had been up to that point was just kind of keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it came to a point where that just didn't work anymore. Mm. So I thought, I remember thinking last year, something needs to change. And especially, I just, I, I can't keep doing this. Okay. Like, something needs to happen. This isn't working. So I think that happens for a lot of people that, and I think often one of the reasons I love 10th grade, teaching 10th grade so much, is I think a lot of our identity crises happen and out of crisis, you know, the melting, the mm-hmm. being on fire, that feeling, um, out of that often comes the most self-growth, you know, the phoenix rising kind of idea. Mm-hmm. So when you got to that point where the, where the knit hits the grit, where the rubber meets the road, and mix how many metaphors together, what led you to move beyond into that next phase rather than completely fall apart and lose yourself? I feel like, we, I feel like you just kind of watched it happen, like, Everything came to a head during spring break, and there was a few months where I was just moving through the motions, mm-hmm. and I was just, I, I wasn't really feeling anything at that point, and oh, then, that's when, scary, it is, it's, it's awful to look back on, like, this, it's, looking back at everything I did, I didn't realize just how awful I really felt, mm-hmm. and I feel like when, actually, I was in, it was in your class, and we were, you read the book, oh, this is how it always is, you read the description, and like, I, I felt something then. It's like the first time in forever it felt. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this is something I I want to read this. I need to figure out what's happening here. This this is big. 
Mm-hmm. And so I, I went out and read it, and I like I was actually I remember I was thinking about lesson lesson pie and how you read that out. That I I liked the sound of that. That sounded really cool. And I was like, I think the first option I had down. And I heard that, and I was like, I that was I wrote it right, right over top of it. What about that book made you? But just think. I, well, I well I I heard myself in it. Like it, ah. I felt like I was describing myself. I've been at that point cross dressing for years and under everyone's noses, and no one knew. And I, I felt ashamed of it. I didn't, I didn't understand what I was going through, what it meant. And then hearing it like being talked about, it, it spoke to me. Mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to hear what it was about and what it was. So to explain to our listener, the book is called This Is How It Always Is. And it's a wonderful, happy, lovely story about a little boy named Claude who wants to, who feels like he isn't born in the right body and he wants to be Poppy. And what's nice to me about the story, which I picked up quite by accident, it was a Reese Witherspoon selection, um, is that the family is supportive and the community, by and large, is supportive. And there's the natural things that come with all of that, but it just shows how truly natural and easy it can be to be yourself. And if that means... You know, I mean, we know that gender isn't binary. Like, that's been a long-standing thing going way, way back. It's, it's a social, it's a construct. You know, it's a, it's a means of expression. And many of us follow the, the gender, sex that we were born with. But many, many of us don't. And it's, you know, the book just makes it natural. And I think it's healthy. And I give this to students a lot because I think a lot of us don't necessarily understand or there hasn't been a name put on it, you know, for many kids. And so I would not have ever known that that was you, but you saw yourself in that representation is so important, you know, for kids who are marginalized or, you know, we, we need to do that more often. And you saw yourself represented in it and it gave voice to and name to something that you've been feeling for a long time. Sounds like that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, I feel like I feel like it circles back to like the importance of pride, and like LGBT Pride Month, and how important like just hearing these things and people can like they can hear themselves, they understand what they haven't before. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like the support in my life for things could have gone very differently than what they had done, because mm-hmm. what some some ten years ago my cousin came out as transgender, and I. She, I heard, they were pretty close to me. They were my, my very close cousin's older brother at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I was close to them. I knew them and I cared about them. And then they came out and they were about moving out. They were about 18 at the time. And they came out and they said they wanted to wear this name. And I just, I didn't understand. Like, I didn't know what it meant. I, I didn't listen, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. They moved away and I never thought twice about it. I feel like if I had been more described what they were going through, like, had felt and heard their story, Mm-hmm. Maybe I could realize ten years sooner. But maybe you weren't ready yet. I mean, maybe because I looking back at ten year old me, it's definitely a very different person. But I feel like just hearing that story is so very important for so many people. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's very important to be. That's why. That's why I feel like I need to be so honest and so vocal with who I am. Because mm-hmm. I even now I've gotten to people who come to me saying thank you. You you're doing great work. Mm-mm. That is just so wonderful. You're an example, I think, for the LGBTQ community and kids who might feel like you feel here at the high school. 
But I also think you're, everybody looks back on their little 10 year old self and says, oh my gosh, I missed this, this X, Y, Z thing about myself, this connection that potentially could have been made. And then here we are looking back on it and berating ourselves for it. But if you hadn't gone through that, you wouldn't be where you are now. I mean, we have to also extend compassion to that 10 year old version of ourselves because without that, you know, you can't get to here and you're here now. And what a gift that is. You know, historically, I've had a lot of students who've who've come out and whose identity doesn't really match up with how they were born or what their parents expected of them or what their society expects of them or their friend group. Um, And I think it's happening sooner now. And I'm seeing the first time I saw you again, like I got your email this summer and then I saw you and you seemed, the overwhelming sensation I got from you is you seemed content and happy and all I want for my kids is for them to be fulfilled you know and last year you weren't you know and it was and I could see that in you I didn't know what it was but I could I wanted you to see in yourself what I could see in you and I see a person in front of me who is doing that now and it's absolutely gratifying as as an adult who cares about you to see you coming into yourself, you know, and and giving yourself love and compassion the way that you deserve. Same for the 10 year old version of you, you know, Mm -hmm. you talk about that a little bit more or I feel like the transition. Yeah. There's definitely that. I feel like though, a lot of time when you're, when you're missing something, you don't see it. You're missing it. Like if you had (laughs) six months ago, me that they weren't happy, they, they would, they take double take. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, I was going through the motions. And I just didn't really, mm-hmm. I didn't just have to think. And now that I've, I've done that, now I've put in that work. It's, it's so very obvious. Mm-hmm. And all of my transition has just been finding out what I'm feeling or what I wasn't feeling. It's been a lot of finding what I want to wear, finding what I want to do. Is, is finding myself. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't look. To, I wouldn't think twice about why I didn't like what I looked and saw in the mirror. But now when I, when I, now when I see it, I. I, I both, I, I dissect it, and mm-hmm. I find what I do like, I find what I don't, I find what I want to change, I find, I find myself. I think that's amazing. That's so beautiful, and where we should all be. I mean, I love, love that for you. I'm so happy for you. It's great. It really is. It is great. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a very fun summer in some ways. Yeah. I remember, I, I remember... For some reason, while I'm at work, because work's been like a huge catalyst for me, mm-hmm. and while I'm at work, I used to work with night shifts, and it would be like 8 o'clock, it'd be slow, I'd be on the grill area, probably on my phone, <laughs> and for some reason, I'd be like, I need to plan something. <laughs> this job sucks. I have a day off in a couple of days. I need to do something. Uh-huh. So the first thing I did was, before I come with my mother, I text her, hey, you want to go to the mall and go clothes shopping? And I hadn't told her why yet, because before that, I'd never wanted to go shopping. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to do it, it's going to be fun. And she said yes. Well, actually, I first asked my sister, and she said she couldn't give me a ride, unfortunately. <laughs> I, came with, I came with her first, <laughs> but then when she didn't work, I came with my mom. And I texted her, like, the day of, like, this is why. And she was very shocked, and my brother had just gone at the same time to her. Oh, your brother, too? Yeah. It's, that's, that's the whole story. I'll get to that. Yeah, tell tell me more about that. Oh my goodness. 
So Your mom. mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't seen my mother very much at all since spring break. And it was the very end of the school year, very early June. Alex had, had started wanting by that name. Mm-hmm. And he like, yeah, but coming out on my father's side, not really as trans, but as like, I want this, this is what's happening, sort of deal with it, because that's what he is. Okay. And I, he was the person, that first person I came out to after my friend. And I, ta- I sat him down, I talked about it, and I actually got my, Allison, my cousin's messenger, so I came out to them second. And I had their phone, I had their messaging, and I texted them, I think, the week after I texted my mom. Mm-hmm. So I went to my mom first. I, I grabbed, like, two skirts, I think a shirt. I was, it's, it's unfortunate, because those two skirts were, like, black and plaid. It's not quite my color scheme anymore. <laughs> but they, 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 were, they were a great step first point, you know? Like, it's, it's very important to find somewhere to start and find somewhere to comfortably start. Uh-huh. So it, it's very daunting to just go off the deep end right away. Yeah. So how did your mom respond? Um, she was like, well, to put it bluntly, she was like, okay, I didn't expect that, but if that's what you want, that's what I want. And how did that make you feel? I, I was ecstatic. It was, it was so weird, like, sharing something so personal after not seeing her for so long and why I hadn't seen her. Mm. I, it, was, it was rebuilding something that we had lost. Mm. Because, like, I feel like it even ties back my whole family falling apart idea, like, it was rebuilt better, more true. Yeah. That's beautiful. We were rebuilding something that was lost, and it was rebuilt better because it was true. Honesty, you know, that's healthy. Very. Being true, and that will heal you. You can't build off a foundation of untruths. It's just not stable. It won't. It won't stay. Right. That's beautiful. So yeah, um, like I said, I the same kind of situation was at work, and I was texting my cousin this time, mm-hmm. and I went to the mall for the second time with them, and we started off just walking around window shopping a lot, mm-hmm. and then I went to the same store I had gone the first time, and there was this beautiful pink blue dress. <laughs> I believe this the first. It was it was my board the first day of school. It was the first dress I'd ever bought. Uh-huh. And I remember getting home and changing into it and just looking in the mirror while wearing that was... I don't think I'll ever forget it. It, mm-hmm. was, it was an amazing moment. And I went upstairs to show Allison and we, we, just, we embraced each other and it was, it was great. It was, it's hard to overstate how amazing I felt in that moment. And you felt at home. And like you loved yourself. For the first time in forever. Wow. That's profound. Yeah, it was, it was a very powerful moment. I feel like everyone deserves that moment. Mm-hmm. Everyone deserves to look back and think, this is what I want. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people miss that. A lot of people are take, have that taken away when they have it. It's, it's, it's very important to have that, I feel. Yeah. I mean, you have fixed... Uh, so Fixed maybe isn't the right word, but you addressed so many of the difficulties that you were having last year by just, you know... And the phrase coming out makes a lot of sense here. Like you came out, you owned your truth. And by virtue of doing that, you were able to, you know, address so many of the things that were unnameable to you that were a struggle for you and that were kind of getting in your way. And those were just eradicated. And everybody deserves 
that. Everybody deserves to know who they are and then to be seen for that and appreciated and validated, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you feel that, our world, our society gets healthier and healthier. So what else do you want to talk about? What do you, anything to add with that story? Or is there, how, how has it been at school? How have people been here? I mean, you're going into your upperclassmen years. You left in June as Brandon and you came back in September, August, wearing dresses and changing your email to Madeline. Like for you, that was that was just a, oh, okay. And you're ecstatic and you've shared with your parents. Everybody's really supportive at home. How's it been here in the transition? Well, I remember the first day of school, I was exceedingly nervous. I was wondering like, who, who's gonna react how, what's gonna happen? And I remember walking the first hour, and I, knew, I had the foresight to email all my teachers on my name beforehand, so mm-hmm. that was easier, so they all knew. But I feel like- Were I, your I, teachers I, supportive then? Yeah, they were all very supportive. It was amazing. But awesome. I, I didn't think to email my academy teacher, though, so that was kind of awkward. (laughs) Your academy teacher who also had you last year and the year before and is like, oh, wait. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did they get with the program, though? I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, they they understood since I told my name change, but it was was an interesting first one. (laughs) Oopsie daisy. (laughs) That's pretty classic for you. (laughs) I could see you doing that for sure. Oh, carry on. I remember going home that day and feeling sort of definitely relieved but underwhelmed by how few people really cared. I was normally reacted negatively. Like, there was one or two people, like, things shouted across lawns and stuff, but, like, for the most part, people just wanted me to be happy. Yeah. I feel like people I didn't expect to be happy with my family have been extremely, extremely accepting. Mm-hmm. It's just, like... You think, you assume the worst in people within this kind of situation, and they're just, they're not that. There's really very few people who truly dislike this. Mm-hmm. And have you been able to put those in perspective? Like the, the negative Nancys. <laughs> I mean, the, the people who are the naysayers, has it been, do you, how do you respond to that? I feel like there's, for the most part within the school, it's like, the people who are saying these things are the people I was respecting to begin with. <laughs> so put it lightly. Like, Great. I, they, they could have told me anything and I would have ignored them. Yeah. So why, why now? Yeah. The only person in my life who I feel like I really want to change their mind is my grandfather. He's kind of controlling. He's definitely been manipulative. Like, I've known and loved him my whole life, and my parents have as well, but it's always that it's grandpa sort of feel the vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's... At least he's just kind of sitting there taking it at this point. But I really hope that one day he comes around and truly learns. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it's definitely something everyone is capable of if they truly want to. And I feel like in this case he wants to. I I just hope he can do it someday. So it sounds like you're saying, people, either it's a reflection on themselves, so it doesn't phase you at all, or you can accept them where they are. And allow them the space and the opportunity to get them, get there in their own time. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, we need more of both of those things in our society, don't you think? Yeah, Because the, ne- the negativity can really get to you. And you can give a megaphone and a lot of power and leverage in your life to people who have not demonstrated that they deserve it. But, but we do that. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's a weird phenomenon. And I think that 
no matter what your situation, like your advice in that arena is really important. Like why let the crazy people dictate how you feel about yourself? It doesn't matter. And the fact that you can just let that roll is really cool. Right. I think the best example of that is actually from work. There's an unnamed person at work who from the beginning is just like, why is this guy here? He doesn't do it. Like he's respected for work he does. He's a reliable worker, but he's he's not. Mm-hmm. Like he has from the beginning shown that he doesn't like me. I haven't liked him. I've ignored him when I can. He's just he's he's toxic. He's toxic to be around. He's toxic to work with. Yeah. And he's just I've I ignored him for like my entire time I worked there. Thankfully, he only works weeks and I don't work weekends now, so I don't see him anymore. Good. But when I did, it was like I don't I don't care about you. I don't care what you have to say. I don't care what you think because clearly you're not. Mm-hmm. And when I came out at work, you know, he was the only person who refused to call me by my name. Not that they talked to me much anyway, but it's just like, I don't, I don't care what you have to say. I don't care what you think of me because you're wrong. So it's definitely just like ignoring the naysayers because either they'll come around or they won't, but mm-hmm. it's not your fault who they are. Not your problem. Man. I have a hard time with that. And I know a lot of people do. It can be very difficult. And the fact that you can is just really, really cool. I admire that. I respect it. Yeah, I used to really struggle with that sort of pressure from people. But nowadays, it's just, why do I care? And you're freer than ever. I mean, part of it is that you feel happy and good. And so because you are so confident and so centered and so balanced in your own life that it doesn't it doesn't bother you I mean you have you have learned to truly accept yourself and I think that gets back to the point you were just making everyone deserves that you know that stuff ceases to matter it probably mattered to you more when you weren't being yourself you know because you didn't you didn't have that I'm struggling to put it into words but you didn't have that knowledge of yourself and therefore other people held that leverage over you because you were looking for something, you were seeking something, and all along it was inside of you the whole time. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you identified that, then it didn't matter. Like, you had self-love. And I think that's critical, you know? And it can be that a person is trans, but it can be anything. This is transcendent. <laughs> <laughs> you put the trans in transcendent. <laughs> Woo! Wow, I like that. I'm going to have to use that again. And I'll always associate you with that little discovery. That's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, cool. All right. What else you got? One of the covers I have written down, I feel, it's kind of my story and the importance of being vocal. Okay. Like being there. Because, like, people who don't. When you don't know who you are, you look outwards, which Mm -hmm. unfortunately isn't what you should be doing. But the least we can do... That's what we were just talking about, right? right? Like, the least we can do is if you're going to look in the wrong place, at least have something to look for. Like, Mm. because I feel like when when you question yourself, you look outwards. You need to make something you can see and learn from, not something like shun yourself and dig yourself in a deeper hole. Shun yourself. So what do you suggest for people who can't look inward quite yet? Hopefully that comes for all of us. And I think it does for all of us. Sometimes it's a little later than we want, but most of us get there eventually, in my opinion. Um, So that what, what, what do we look for when we're looking outward? 
to look, find ourselves. <laughs> we look for people who are like us. We look for people who do what we are doing and we listen to their stories. I feel like we need to have more stories out there. We, the people need to be more visual. We need, to, we need to be more positive, I feel. There's so much negativity. It would be very easy to just follow that. We need, we need more positivity. We need more stories of people being happy and being themselves. Not just LGBT, but just in general. Just happy people being themselves in the world. We were just in our PLC talking in English 10 about how we would really like to change some of that curriculum and bring in more happiness. Because it is so, we've lived in such trauma and stress the last few years between school shootings and COVID. School can be a very depressing place for a lot of people. Um, and we're seeing pockets of, I think, joy. And, you know, COVID did serve a purpose. It helped us to reclaim peace and quiet. And with peace and quiet, we gain clarity. We don't allow ourselves to slow down and stop very often. And when we do that, perspective happens, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we've been saying is just we need a reprieve. I want some of that back. I'm feeling that old stress again of the schedule and the busyness, and I'm losing some of that sense of balance that I gained with COVID. And it, I think you're right. Like, we like balance and peace and joyful stories. Mentors that are positioned in front of us who show what it means to live authentically and truly you know, people like yourself and others like you and providing role models and mentors for, for people who are learning who they are. I think that's great. I hope we can do that in our curriculum a little bit more because we teach that dreams are real and that relationships matter. But in all of our stories, dreams die. And so do the relationships. It's like, what are we actually you know, modeling for our kids? Uh, it's counterproductive a little bit. So more stories that are real and more stories that model what this looks like to live your authentic self. Yeah, I think that's where it's very, very important. So what are some pieces that you found or some people that you found that you think are good examples of this? I mean, I'm sure that you've been doing a lot of deep dives into this arena since figuring out who you are. Uh, well, the first platforms I ever found on was actually Reddit, which is often a very toxic place, but there's a lot of LGBT communities on Reddit that have just various endless stories and pictures of people who have gone through these things. It's just real people going through these real things. Mm -hmm. um, there's some YouTubers, um, Jamie Dodger is a trans man who makes really funny content. Mm -hmm. um, Samantha Lux is one I watch quite a bit of. She's also on YouTube. Cool. Um, actually, uh, my counselor found a book called Being Jazz. And it's, ja it's a girl named Jazz, basically just telling her life story up till 15. And I, re I read that, and it was, just, it was very funny. It was uh -huh. just very relatable. I'll have to check very, it out. Yes, yeah, very important stories to read through. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. Anything else? Any other sources? Um, well, actually, my um, counselor also gave me this book called Where Is My Book? It's, I haven't really, I haven't gotten into it unfor yet, unfortunately, but it's basically just like the info on being trans and what it's about and what you can do with it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that, I, mean, I, I need to look into it personally as well, but it's definitely another resource. Mm -hmm. Have you enjoyed being part of um, our club? What's it called? Um, it's GSA Club. Yeah, the, Grand, the Gay Straight Alliance Club. Mm -hmm. um, it's... it's Definitely community-based, that club. It's mm -hmm. very fun. 
I've unfortunately made it to one meeting so far because <laughs> it was closed one week. <laughs> but it was it was a very fun day. I'm going okay. to go again this week. I, I could was, see you becoming a, a kind of a leader of that and doing some new things with it. I mean, yeah. you are so young still, you know. Um, another club that's not as related but is D&D Club. And I actually, the first, first time I went to the mall with my cousin Allison, we played like an hour of D&D. What's like, D&D? Um, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and I, like, I heard that, I was like, that's, that's the nerd game I bought. <laughs> and then I was like, I'll think I got into it. I was like, the nerds will inherit the earth. I'm pretty sure it says that somewhere. <laughs> Honestly, I'm down for that. I'm down with inherit the earth. Same. Because I had so much fun that first hour. Uh-huh. And I began getting together again and playing again. And the second time, I was like, I want to do this. This is really fun. Like, there's a club, I'm pretty sure. So I'm going to look into that. Mm-hmm. And that day I went. And it was just it's very, very fun. Because doesn't it get back to that universal message again of there's no shame in being who you are, yeah. you know? And what you do is not who you are. If you want to play Dungeons and Dragons, if you want to be doing this or this other thing, the Shelf Indulgence Book Club is like just garbagey books, but we all have fun talking about them together. Like, find what makes you tick. Find the thing that you care about and then go for it. And the second you do that, the other things just cease to matter. There's no pressure. And I don't know. It's just great. It's, it is great. Like, if you had told me six months ago I would be wearing dresses and going to Dungeons & Dragons Club, I would look at you cross-eyed. Like, <laughs> I would be confused beyond belief. But now that I'm doing it, it's just but you could still be wearing jeans and going to the board game club like it doesn't really matter what it is exactly. just find it you know and this is a part of you that has been inside of you and you're you're letting her be here and she's happy and that's a good good thing okay what else i know you wrote down a few things um what does being trans mean to you that's a good call um, for me, being trans is it's it it's, it's transcendent of itself. It's finding who you are and just in fighting for it because you are Ooh, worth that. Another power. little money quote. Fight. Say that again. It's it's fighting for yourself because yeah. you are worth fighting for. Yeah, awesome. It, it can be very daunting to go through that fight. It's a very difficult fight to go through some days, mm-hmm. but you're worth it. Like that feeling of joy that feeling of being yourself is so worth it. Freeing. Very, very freeing. I don't know, it's just be yourself because no one else will do it for you. Yep, great. So true. How, go ahead. If anyone else is scared of you, it's, they're probably scared of themselves because it's, it's very easy to walk around life and not know where you're going and know who you are. Mm -hmm. People can very well live most of their life and truly not know then they see something and they're like what the heck this can't be this can't be a thing because i can't be that you can't be that mm-hmm. they could never truly know mm-hmm. it's just ignore the naysayers maybe even help them if you can but mm-hmm. just be you mm-hmm. be, be as violently you as you can because <laughs> no one else is gonna <laughs> and it's critical we need more of that our world would be better if people could just be content you know in themselves there wouldn't be as much violence there wouldn't be as much acting out there wouldn't be the problems that there are today i don't think you know if people were more content 
in themselves and in their own skin. I feel knowledge truly is power because knowledge about yourself and the world around you mm-hmm. they truly just alleviate a lot of that fear, a lot of that misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. That's it's truly fear is truly the driver here. Mm-hmm. If you can just alleviate that, we'd mm-hmm. be so much better off. So, what do you think about um, your future? How will this? How do you see this? I mean, you must have had a shift in some of what your future plans are, right? Um, Where do you see this transferring into that? Well, being born with tough looking palate, I've had five or so odd surgeries around my face and around that already. So more surgery isn't truly terrifying for me, if not rather annoying. Mm -hmm. But I feel like my overall goal of potentially going to college, going to astronomy, physics, Mm-hmm. Something along those lines really hasn't changed much. Mm-hmm. I feel more confident in general doing things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can, I'm better set to do so, but the goal I feel hasn't really changed. So you're going to do what are what kinds of procedures are you planning on? Well, I'm looking to going through hormones right now. Mm-hmm. I need to have my parents call a doctor and start that hopefully as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I have a bone graft like. December 21st or something. A bone graft? Yeah, for a um, cleft open palate. Basically, oh. when I was 10, I had a, a basically a tooth taken out of my hip and put in my mouth. Unfortunately, it fused to my jaw and is now worthless, so I have to take it out, which has, is, 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 is fun. Holy cow, this is wild in and of itself. It is. My mouth has been a journey of its own. Oh my word. <laughs> So I'm basically getting that tooth removed soon and getting some bone placed there so I can have something, if anything, attached to said bone. Mm-hmm. So that's this Christmas, and I've that surgery and potentially many others going on the line already, so mm-hmm. having more isn't truly terrifying for me. I'm not sure what right now, but... But at some point, there will be progression moving forward, but at least hormones probably starting... I've had several students, former students, who do that and are very happy. Like, it just it becomes what they, what they want. Now, I don't know that I've had a boy transition to being a girl, but I've had several girls transition to being boys, like, over my, the course of my experience as a teacher. And, and they're all, you would never know. I mean, and they're all happy. And I do know an adult who... Um, transitioned to being a woman he was about to he was about to marry my friend and called it off because he wanted to be a woman and told her so this is someone in their 40s you know who is out and proud and living the life of a woman now but I'm sure that she would just wish that that had happened so much sooner, but it wasn't that way for us growing up, you know? Right. It's, the way I see it, it's never too late to be yourself. Right. Agreed. You're always worth that fight. No matter what point in your life you are, or where you think you are, or where you think you might be, mm-hmm. it's worth it to be happy in the moment. Very wise. We could all stand to benefit from those. So great. So you're going to go into the sciences and, and live out your life as Madeline. Great. Um, what else would you like to say? Yeah, be you. Be you. I love it. Well, I've really, really enjoyed talking with you. I'm sure that as soon as we're done, I'm going to think of 19 more questions I want to ask you. But I will say, remembering you from 10th grade 
and just <laughs> one day when we were remote learning, you know exactly what I'm going to say, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I sit in my classroom. I'm on a, on a Google Meet with my whole class, and we have independent reading for the, for the independent reading unit. And I say to the kids, hello, and we share good things, and we do it all, and you're just little faces and little boxes. And I'm sitting in my classroom, and I said, okay, guys, well, you can go read right now, and I would love for anybody to stick around, and we can pretend we're in the classroom, and you can read quietly, and I can do my work and read myself. And if anybody wants to stick around, I'd really enjoy it. And the only one to do that was you. And you just hung out and read with me, and it was such a nice, nice moment. And it helped me to feel normal. And my normal is wanting to be with kids and teach. And you let me do that and you gave me that gift. And that just, to me, encapsulates all of the things I love about you. You're genuine, you're honest, you're kind, you're, you're just a gentle soul and a good human. And I'm happy for you that you are beholding these things in yourself. And I wish this for you all your days going forward. I love you. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Misty. My pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. That's it for this week's episode of the Share Chair podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the Share Chair. Listen on our Spotify and SoundCloud or on our website, thesharechairpodcast.com for more.